I have to say, um, before I start, this one was a tricky one, right? Uh, as in what message I'm going to deliver today or give today. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, if Matt, if you want to stick it up there. The, 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 please don't focus on some sassy slides. This, I just want to give this time to the Lord. I want to give it all to him. Um, you know, I was absolutely humbled in this, in the messages I received. And Jesus, I just want to give you control. Um, I just don't want this to be about Bernard and smart messages. I just want this to be getting closer and deeper into relationship with you and having nothing, nothing in the way of that, because that's what it's all about uh, in your name. Amen. So this is, yeah, if you can get past the sassy, I like slides, right? Um, and I have to say, uh, I've been used to doing loads of presentations. I'm rolled out in, 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 in my company uh, in, uh, to do presentations to, to clients and stuff, right? Because I'm a bit cheeky. I'm a bit, you know, you put him in a boardroom and he's a bit, bit of a laugh and all that stuff. And, uh, and when I was started to put this stuff together, I was like, yeah, I'll have great crack with this. <laughs> well, I tell you, I was very humbled and, you know, uh, taken on a massive journey of, of healing for even me in this message. And uh, clearly I needed it. I read some of these passages. I'm going to be honest with you. I read some of these passages, you know, really quickly and I had to dwell in them. So you're, you're, you're coming on a journey with me, right? So uh, as in, uh, if I felt it, you're going to go, go through it as well. But um, we'll have some fun with it. So it's about discernment. Um, I'm, I'm going to play a video. Please get by the video in terms of there's no political messages in these videos, right? So I picked them from films. They're just to, to, to hone in on the message, right? So we're going to kick off on the first video and then we'll, we'll start. All right, Matt? There's nothing heroic in going down fighting if it can be avoided. Nothing even remotely patriotic in death or glory if the odds are firmly on the former. Nothing inglorious in trying to shorten a war that we are clearly losing. Losing! Europe is still... Europe is lost. And before our forces are wiped out completely, now is the time to negotiate in order to obtain the best conditions possible. Hitler will not insist on outrageous terms. He will know his own weaknesses. He will be reasonable. When will the lesson be learned? When will the lesson be learned? How many more dictators must be wooed, appeased? Good God, give it mixed privileges before we learn. You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth. Right, so why did I choose that one? Um, again, getting by the Churchill. Uh, some people may not like Churchill. And I, I, I get that. But where would we be if God hadn't had him in that place and he didn't discern in that moment? what to do. Um, he was on immense pressure. His cabinet, everybody was saying, let's go and appease Hitler. Let's just go and appease him. He will absolutely do a deal with us, right? He, and, you know, history stands uh, on the other side, on his side, where it says he discerned that Hitler wasn't going to, wasn't going to play game, or wasn't going to play ball. So that's the message that we're going to talk through today, discernment. Uh, and being in a minority, you know, and how uncomfortable that could be, being in a minority with, with the message of the gospel um, and discerning that and not going with the crowd. Um, 
So this was an absolute game changer for me, um, I have to say, over the last three, four weeks. I rang Rob a few weeks ago going, um, look, this is what I think the Lord is speaking to me about, praying that he'd say, no, actually, no, don't go with that. But luckily he did say, grace, go for Bernard. Um, so if Mal, if you can flick on. What do we do with this? Now, when I read this passage, right, and I've read it so many times, a hand on heart, and I'm, I'm probably a little bit embarrassed to say, but I've read, <laughs> I read this and gone, the Galatians, saps. <laughs> you know, where I've gone, that's not me. I didn't associate with that. I didn't go, could that be me? Could I have been foolish? You know, here's, here's Paul going, what are you doing? You foolish Galatians. Who has hypnotized you? In other versions, there's another word called bewitched. Who's bewitched you? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was vividly portrayed as crucified. These were loving Christians. These were people who knew, who were baptized, but then were bewitched or hypnotized. Mal, if you want to the next one, please. Um, so in times like this, as I, as I studied some of this stuff, uh, and uh, I've no, I noticed a, a trend, and the trend was a warning about our times, us, these times that were, when when you know Satan is in retreat, he's already defeated, he's in retreat, but his impact, his activities will increase on the earth. Right? Uh, I, I firmly believe, if you look at the prophecy of Daniel, you'll see the clay feet and the iron. I firmly believe we're in that chapter, right? So it's, it's, it's just so funny that Noel would talk about the rapture, and are you rapture ready? And, and then the Lord put on my heart to go, you know, talk about discernment. I'm not, I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying something's going to happen, but we, we certainly have got to be ready, right? Uh, if you look at Daniel's prophecy. Um, so um, it really did get me thinking, where have I been caught out? Not just in the past. Where am I caught out now? And that was really uncomfortable. I, I, honestly, I was like, oh, Lord, no, I haven't made. Come on. I, I, you know, everything I believe is okay. It's truth. It's, you know, I, I believe in this. Uh, you know, I believe in the gospel. I believe in you. I, all, all that stuff. But I just felt Jesus say, it doesn't have to be full-on belief in something for the enemy to take you out or to stop you focusing on the gifts that I'm giving you throughout your life. So that was, this is where it gets, uh, for me, it got uncomfortable. Um, <clears throat> so we're warned in the last days, as you see by that scripture, that false everythings. Like it's not just false teaching, it's false everything. I was talking to, to somebody during the week, and they were like, yeah, uh, rage is a, is a, is a consumerism. Uh, there's every kind of falseness in the world. You can just... Look on Facebook. You could, you could pick a group that you want to align to and, you, and, and you'll find somebody to believe in anything now, right? Um, so, uh, 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be alert and sober-minded. Uh, your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Um, I've read that so many times, but that really hit home studying this stuff. And the, the piece that got me was devour. And then the minute I read that and started to dwell on it, I remember Jesus saying to Peter, Peter, Satan wants to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you. And I'm like, oh, immediately I went, Jesus immediately just prayed for me. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, so, so my whole predisposition has changed. This is no longer just a nice category for me to talk about or to, to, to think about the odd time. What do I need to discern today? This is an absolute theme now for me. It's, it's a game changer. My whole spiritual being has shifted to I've got to be on my guard here because what's at stake? It's your relationship with Jesus. It's not stepping into full blessing. You know, the list is endless. The list goes on. Mal, if you could go on to the next one, please. Uh, take heed, therefore, to yourselves and to all the flock. This was, this was actually, this was uh, to, to teachers, right? It's so, so, so interesting, this one. Um, you know, uh, it's the, near the end of Acts, right? And we'll just have a, a quick read of it. To shepherd the assembly of God, of the Lord and God, which uh, he purchased with his own blood. For I know that after my departure, vicious wolves will enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Men will arise from among you, uh, or your own selves, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. And again, I came up with about 50 you know, different um, uh, scriptures that noted about warnings about this. And it's, it, it, it is funny that sometimes the, your, your predisposition is, oh, I'll read that and then I'll forget about it. And not knowing that we've been warned about this, that there are vicious wolves. So I'll go into that a little bit more uh, later. Um, so discernment. Mal, if you could. Thanks, Emil. So are we urged to discern? Or is it, should this be a, a, a predisposition for all of us in terms of, uh, in terms of discernment? So in Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. So if, you guard, if your heart goes astray, what, what, what's, what's at risk here? It's your life and what comes in us. Um, since you know this is in advance, be on your guard. So what, was saying, what uh, Paul was saying here beforehand, oh sorry, what Peter was saying beforehand in, in, in Peter, uh, Paul, there was teachings that Paul was given and Peter was saying, yeah, they're right, and you've got to be careful. You're going to have people coming along, and they're going to, they're going to twist them. So you're, I've warned you, be on your guard. And even at this part of, 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 of the, the lessons for me, and, and when I was looking into this, I was like, I'm not cut out. I'm sure I, I didn't feel cut out. I didn't feel uncomfortable yet un, un, until the next few bits. I just want to point out in this that in looking into this, in Deuteronomy 13, uh, God says, if you find a prophet that dreams and tells you of the dream, and it comes true, but he tells you to follow other gods, kill them. Now that landed me. I was like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? That is how serious this stuff is to God. He's serious about you not getting astray. He's serious about me discerning. Very serious about his people not going astray. Okay, next one, Mal, if you don't mind. Thanks, Paul. Uh, okay, question. Will you get caught out? Two scriptures here um, that, that really hit home for me. I, I had about six that I could pick from that really... Well, like a baseball bat hitting me. 
For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. And again, I, was, I had to sit there and ask myself a question. Lord, where have I? Have I? And I had to be really honest and open and go, I want to go deeper into you. I only want the truth. It's, if it's uncomfortable and you need to take a scalpel out and do what you have to do, I'm open. Because I do not want, I want to be at your banquet. <laughs> I don't want anything at risk of that. I don't want to be led astray in this life to be led astray and not seeing you in eternity. Because my aim of this, of this life is to be there with Jesus when he either comes or I'm risen again. And that's my aim. And this has been solidified by, teach, oh, by, by going through this. The next one um, in Peter, but there are also false prophets among the people. Just as there will be false uh, teachers among you, uh, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies. And you can read the rest. This, what, what, what interested me here is the subtlety piece of this scripture. Satan won't come with jazz hands. You know, he won't go, ta-da! Right? It will be so subtle. And I'm going to go through a few examples of, of, of Christians across the world that have been caught out. Millions have been caught out by heresies or, or, or whatever. Mal, if you wouldn't mind. This one is probably the most uncomfortable, one of the most uncomfortable scriptures. And I've always read it with my hands, you know, going look for speed reading it, reading it with just two fingers. So, you probably all know this, you know, uh, the, the church in Laodicea, where, uh, but, but just flick before to the, the Philadelphia church. That's the church I want to be part of, and I really genuinely believe that this is a prophecy over our church and our congregation. Um, I know that you have little strength, so he's talking to the Philadelphian church. I know you have little strength, yet you've kept my word and have not denied my name. Since you've kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come in the whole world to test the, inha- the inhabitants of the earth. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. So I'm glad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say today, Lord, if it means that you're strong and I'm weak and I get that, I'm in. I'm in because I don't want the next bit. Uh, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing, uh, but you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. And I left a bit out there, actually, that goes on to say, behold, I knock. So there's still an invitation at the end. It's interesting how God is so gracious. But let's just, I want to I wanna pick up on that bit, spit you out. Does anybody know Damien Dempsey? Ah, oh, good old Damo. He has a song called The Colony, yeah? And it, it talks about uh, colonial times and how you'd know, you know, colonial um, invaders like Britain... Uh, Belgium, Holland, etc. You know, and it, it, he sings this poetic song, and it, there's a part in it that says, 
your hate for them, i.e. your hate for the world, Britain, Belgium, etc., will chew you up and spit you out. But the way he says it is... I can only say that he was actually clearing... It's clearing his throat doing it. He'll spit you out. It's, there's, there's forcefulness behind it. And I've read that, and I've read many scriptures where I go, oh yes, it'll spit you out. But just let's pause on that. There will be some Christians, right? And I can only take this. These are people that class themselves as Christians, that align themselves as being, yeah, I'm Christian, I love Jesus, yeah, I'm in the Jesus camp. And all of a sudden, which is very similar to, to the scripture, I think it's in Matthew, where, is it Matthew, Rob, you maybe heard it, where he says, um, uh, it's the goats and the sheep, get away from me. Is it Luke, Matthew? Yeah, you all know it anyway, right? Sorry, that was a quiz, Rob. Sorry, that was Blockbusters. Um, you passed, obviously, Jeepers. Um, so, so this, and again, that's aligned with, with the, that, that verse where people will come and go, hey, Jesus, it's me. I've known you all my life. Hey, yeah. And they go, I never knew you. You never knew me. On your bike. I, I know what side of that camp I want to be on. And if it means that I stay weak and stay humble and be with Jesus, I'm in. I'm in. I want everything in my life that's not of him, I want it scalpeled. Now, last week I couldn't give this sermon because what I would have said last week is, I probably wouldn't have said that prayer. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I probably wouldn't have been able to stand here and go, I want everything that needs to be scalpeled out of my life, Jesus done you have it i give it over my love for whatever fill in the gap because i have a lot of loves for things that are not of jesus get rid of them because if it means that i'm not that you're going to spit me out i'm not in no no don't want it don't want it and that might be tough to hear but you know something what rewards i know what camp i'd rather be in i know that's that's a, a tough one um mal if you wouldn't mind please so, how do we discern? It's knowledge. There's obviously two parts to knowledge. Obviously, knowledge from biblical. I'm talking about the Bible, right? So I'm talking about scriptural knowledge, and so because you can you can cut things, you know, double-edged sword stuff, cut things and decipher things. And that doesn't mean I'm saying to you get into your Bible. I I don't think I, I'm not saying that. I, the Holy Spirit says it. Get into the Word, because it is a two-edged sword. I had tons of these, and I had to pick the top four. Right? So here's my top four. Uh, and I'm starting to pray this a lot, this one here. King David, pray this. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people. And it's, all, it's, all, it's so interesting. It's all about the heart. Incredible. To, give you, to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. Amen. I want that, Lord, big time. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands, even if it's difficult, Lord. Even in the difficult ones, I want to trust you. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Again, I've read that so many times and I've walked by it. And I haven't taken the warning. It was like a stop sign. Stop and read it. This is serious. And I've gone, yeah, thanks, Emil. Off I go. The heart is the uh, of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. So that's the heart of discernment. I was going to play 
uh, a video next. And in this video, it's from, it's from Braveheart, and you'll see Robert De Bruce. I just want to introduce this. He's just been talking to William Wallace, right? William has just invited him into a rebellion, right? It's like it's straight out of the gospel. It's straight out of the gospel. Jesus inviting you straight into rebellion to free everyone with him, right? To get after the captives, you know, be part of his plan. Not your, you're not doing the freeing. He is, obviously, but you're his hands and feet. Let's just have a look at this. Mal, if you wouldn't mind. Father? Uh, come in, come in. A rebellion has begun. Under whom? A commoner named William Wallace. You will embrace this rebellion, support it from our lands in the north. I will gain English favor by condemning it and ordering it opposed from our lands in the south. Sit down. Stay a while. This Wallace, he doesn't even have a knighthood, but he fights with passion and he inspires. <laughs> and you wish to charge off and fight as he did, eh? So would I, eh? <laughs> well, maybe it's time. It is time. Survive. You're the 17th Robert Bruce. The 16 before you passed you land and title because they didn't charge in. Thanks, Matt. Call a meeting of the nobles. They do nothing but. That's something straight out of the gospel, where the enemy comes in and gives you another message, subtly puts fear. Ah, oh, listen, there's a rebellion going on. Fair play to him. Oh, lovely. Let's not go after that rebellion. As again, I said, it's not going to be jazz hands. It's going to be subtle. It's going to, it, it, the enemy tries to feed off fear and not get you into your plan that Jesus has for you. Mal, if you click in. <clears throat> so where do we get caught out? And I prayed a lot about this. And I could have... I could have had a million things up there, right? And I, I'm gonna, we're going to do a bit of prayer at the end and hopefully maybe the Lord brings up something of an ism or a worldview for you, right? But some of this stuff, like consumerism, as I touched in earlier on, right, where rage is a worldview that you have every right to be angry at something and that can lead to unforgiveness. And I, by the way, I can say that because... <laughs> I bought that T-shirt. I'm going to give a few examples. So you have atheism. You don't have to. You don't have to go full line and sinker with these things. So I give you an example. Athe uh, around atheism, right? Um, I, I have a lot of atheist friends, and they would uh, love an old chat with me. You know, around what do you believe and all that stuff. And I'd get into arguments, and I'd love it. It'd be great, right? No one would win. No one would win. It was a. No, I'd feel a little bit good about myself, but I'd actually come out worse because I'd end up 
the enemy would absolutely get you down. A little thing. And that's enough to keep you focused away from Jesus. Just a little doubt. Some years ago, I went on a little, a little quest, I would call it, right? Uh, and I said, oh, this is embarrassing. But I said, Jesus, I'll prove that you exist. <laughs> right? Just think of it. What a stupid thing to say. How dumb is that? I'll, I, no, I'm going to get the one thing that proves you in science that proves that you got, I, 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 I got this clicked. And I tell you, I went on a few quests, as you would say, and Jesus was so gracious in this. I, just, I remember the time, I just felt him go, okay, all right, go for it. So I did. And no matter what I found, no matter what I found to rebut atheism, evolution, science, it just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And I was like, Jesus, just give me the one truth. And this may sound obvious, right, to where I'm going to go to. I said, just give me the one truth. <laughs> he says, me. Me. I'll give you two things that's irrefutable. The cross and resurrection. <laughs> I was like, hallelujah. I said, I was going around looking for fossils and dead things. Right? It's just amazing. And he was so gracious to me. That at the end of the path, there he was. Look at my hands. Oh, when I'm alive. You get that. You get that. I had an argument with an atheist. <laughs> if one, of our, one of the in-laws. He was so intelligent. And we were back and forth, beating the living daylights out of each other, right? It was a great, it was a great conversation. But then he, he kind of gave me a great question, knocked the feet off me, and I was like, I don't know. So in my mind, I invited the Holy Spirit. I went, <laughs> deal with it. I don't know what to do. And I just said to him, this wasn't for me because I'm not this intelligent. What are you going to do with the resurrection? And there was that silence. I was like, oh. You know, one of those times where it's a bit weighty, you know, where you go, oh, man, they're going to kill you. you know, one of those times that that was like that. And we just went, oh, this is a finished cup of tea. Oh, well. That was it. I, I, it wasn't me. But what are you going to do with the resurrection? All of that stuff about, and if you, believe, if you read the Bible, right, there is tons of stuff in Scripture, right? These are the things are true of them. Your scientists believe that the Big Bang. My Bible says that in the beginning, that the, my, my, my Bible proved it before you even knew about it, right? My God did it, right? You go find whoever you want did your big bang. I know who my God, what my God did, right? Then there was other things. Um, the, uh, oh yeah, in Leviticus, right? And it, I, I said these things, but it falls on deaf ears, right? But, you know, you don't get circumcised on the eighth day, until the eighth day. Do you know why that is? The blood clotting agent doesn't kick in until the eighth day. Hallelujah. See? Right? God told in Leviticus, said to the guys, don't circumcise until the eighth day. He didn't say because, by the way, the blood clotting agent. But science finds out years later, actually, if you cut earlier, the child's going to bleed to death. How mental is that? Right? It's amazing. And then there was one other good one that I had. I had a beauty. Yeah. So humankind only found out that the, that the earth wasn't flat only a couple of hundred years ago. Well, 
maybe a th- over a thousand years ago or so. But in Isaiah, when you hear what it says, all they had to do was read the Bible. And this is only a few examples, right? God sits above the circle of the earth. Boom, mic drop, walk out. <laughs> right? But, and I was like, but this isn't, this, isn't the, this, is, this is the stuff before you get to the prophecies of Jesus. About Jesus. Like, so I'm like, listen, mate, you, you need more faith than I do to believe in some of that stuff. My God wrote the book. All that science stuff, he's the author of it. You know? Um, there's one other area. ABJ-ism is anybody but Jesus-isms. We face that all the time, right? And you have got, and this is to me, and I hope it's useful. I've got to be really careful when somebody says to me, and they're not a Christian, or they are a Christian-ish, and they say, but each to their own. I'm like, and I find my heart going, oh, okay, fair enough, yeah, you know, let's not. I'm not doing that anymore, by the way, after this. I'm not doing that. I don't believe in that. He, like, Jesus is the only way, truth, and life. It, it, he's the only way, and I can say that because he saved me. You know, so I'm not, I'm not aligning, so I, I actually I rebuke that, you know, when I, when I say that. Or when I align, I don't have to say anything, but I align myself to it, uh, each to their own. Oh, it's not, no, because the gift Jesus gives is unbelievable. Not just eternity, eternity now. We get healing, restoration, love. So the last example that I give of this is uh, Jesus but my way. And I, 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 yeah, I call this Jesus in the box. And there's a lot of denominations. Um, this is not critical, it's just judgment. Because I, I can say this because I came through some denominations, right? And I feel like I, I can say it, so I'm not just throwing stones. Um, so I, re- I was raised a, 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 a Catholic and... Um, uh, I, lo- I loved God, and there was a part of me that really believed that the whole penance thing of you're not good enough to meet God's standards. Like, you have got to, there's Jesus plus you equals salvation, right? I really struggled with this. So, there, there, something happened about three weeks ago. Something came back to me when I was 12. Uh, I was exposed to, to something that I shouldn't have been exposed to. Um, and at that time, I believed that ism, you know, of Jesus, it's conditional. It's conditional. So what happened was, that came flooding back with it. With that moment in time when I was really exposed, something really hurtful happened. And that really shook me and I was like my god I am not forgiven for this this is this is awful no this is too big for you Jesus <laughs> you know and Jesus said no you need to deal with this right now we're going to deal with this how did he deal with it he said I love you it's done it's over invite me into this you can do nothing about it other than through me and I was like wow that's unbelievable the next day, I was able to forgive. Like, that's, that's the gospel. That is the gospel. You know, I was set free from it. Jesus, literally, in the memory, Jesus was there. Lit in, 
like just there, taking my hand as a 12-year-old away, just going, that's it. Done. Done. I don't need to go to counselling. Right? Right? But I'm not saying counselling bad, but I don't know, right? But, but, but that's the healing power of the Jesus that we believe in, right? And that's the danger of isms. That's the, I didn't have to believe in the full thing, but it came swooping back. And I nearly cut the knees off me. Mal, if you could go to the next one. So, what's the... Uh, uh, yeah, th- yeah, sorry, I'm looking at this. Great, lovely, brilliant, where we should be. So, knowing them by their fruit, these are the tests. We are told to test. We are absolutely told to test. Uh, 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have come out into the world. And Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. So the man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. This is the aim of the... Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm skipping on. These, if you look at every ism now, everything that is not of God, they all have motives behind them. The motive of Satan is to obscure your view of the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's already defeated. He's in retreat. But because we're in the image of God, all you've got to do is look at the world. Right? He's trying to take down the image of God. We are made imago Dei. We are the image of God. Right? Abortion. Like, it doesn't even make sense if you take the enemy out of the equation. It doesn't make sense. Why? Because Satan hates the image of God bearing in us. Transgenderism. The crescendo of creation. Magical symphony. God creates everything and then he gets to the end. Not just a tie knot in creation, but the, the crescendo. Man, he says, yeah, we can go one step further than woman. This is what we see now. The taking down of what God said, it is good. Mal, if you can click on. So, as I said, what's the enemy's aim? It's to obscure the view of the cross and resurrection of Jesus. And it's funny. And I purposely put down the Galatians one again. You foolish Galatians, who hypnotized you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was vividly portrayed as crucified. They had lost that. They had people who saw that. And they'd lost it. Somebody came along and was smokescreening the crucifixion of Jesus. The power of, of, of that was unbelievable. It defeated Satan. So... Mal, if you could click on, please. So, there's a, there's a brilliant um, um, documentary on RTE. It was about lighthouses. Anybody ever, anybody ever see it now? Okay, cool. That's great. So I can explain it. It fills me in a few more minutes. Am I joking? Uh, so, captains along the Irish, and any, any, uh, any coast, even though they have all this technology, right, they always still use lighthouses to triangulate their position. Because although they're moving, 
and the world around us is moving, they know that they're not. It looks like the light is moving, but they have rock-steady lighthouses so that they can know where they are. Jesus is our lighthouse. And it's, when I look back over my life and I look at the trials and tribulations, the times that I really failed, I took my eyes off Jesus. And he gives us a very simple command, abide in me. He didn't say abide in me when. He said abide in me in all times, all things, everything. I.e., if we fall, go back to him immediately. There's a guy called John Eldridge and one of the books that he's written, he says the minute if you fall, repent back to Jesus straight away. Jesus is not waiting there with a stick. He's waiting there to go, come back here because this is where it's safe. This is safety. Don't run out. Your contract is with me. I bought you. Come to me. My sacrifice is big enough for your past, present, and future sins. That's just like, and I was like, is that it? Is that it? All right, I'm running there. And any time I fail, and I know the human brain can't get over the simplicity of going, Jesus, yeah, I'm around this mountain again. I'm really sorry. I don't want to be. And Jesus is there, open arms. And that's the one thing the enemy doesn't want. He doesn't want you going there. He doesn't want you going to your lighthouse. He doesn't want, we want you walking in darkness. Right? We're going to play your last video. Mal, can you... I don't want to hear anything more about it. I'm sorry to disturb you. You caught him. But I had my eye on this man. Oh, and thank God. I'm very angry with you, Jean Valjean. What happened to your eye, Monseigneur? Didn't he tell you he was our guest last night? Oh, yes. After we searched his knapsack and found all this silver, he claimed <laughs> that you gave it to him. Yes? Of course I gave him the silverware. But why didn't you take the candlesticks? That was very foolish. Madame Gillot, fetch the silver candlesticks. 
They're worth at least 2,000 francs. Why did you leave them? Hurry. Monsieur Valjean has to get going. He's lost a lot of time. Did you forget to take them? Are you saying he told us the truth? Of course. Thank you for bringing him back. I'm very relieved. Release him. You're really letting me go? Didn't you understand the bishop? Madame Gillot, offer these men some wine. They must be thirsty. Thank you. Don't forget. Don't ever forget. You've promised to become a new man. Promise? Why are you doing this? Jean Valjean, my brother, you no longer belong to evil. With this silver, I bought your soul. I've ransomed you from fear and hatred. And now I give you back to God. Part of me that just wants to leave it at that, to be honest. Um, if what's in, on offer in the world does not give you scandalous freedom, it's not of God. It's heavy, isn't it? It's really heavy. But that's the beauty of the gospel. But that's the danger of what not believing that the gospel can do in your life. That's the test. Does your ism, your religion, does it bind you or set you scandalously free? Like that you're walking out doing cartwheels. And that's the beauty of the gospel. We're going to do a little bit of prayer um, now and just join in with me. This is a safe place, right? This is a place where something may have been stirred in your heart. And maybe you need prayer. We, we all do, right? Um, uh, my offer, if anyone wants prayer, yeah, we offer it. Right? Something may have come up and there may be repentance needed. But there's scandalous freedom at the feet of Jesus. There may be something that you need to rebuke in your life. There's scandalous freedom at the feet of Jesus. I, I've, I was always given this picture of Jesus where you, you go to him and you're kneeling, right? Because your whole heart is breaking because you, you, you realize what you, you have been. It doesn't leave you there. <laughs> he lifts you up to be a brother, a sister, to gaze into your eyes, not to look at the back of your head. Okay. Jesus, we need this message. We, we need to, to be open to discernment, to be open of things that are not of you, and because you're calling us out of those things that bind, that give bondage, and 
that don't give scandalous freedom. Lord, I ask that we galvanize this community together to love each other and to sharpen each other. As Proverbs says, iron sharpens iron. We're not meant to have all the answers. We're just meant to show each other that scandalous freedom and point to Jesus, to point to you. You are our lighthouse. So Jesus, I give you my yes. And as I pray, guys, if you just say yes, or whatever is moving in your heart. So, Jesus, am I open to discerning now? I, I give you my yes, Jesus. Where have I been bewitched that has stopped me from going deeper into a relationship with you, Jesus? Your promise in Isaiah was so scandalous. It wasn't just salvation now. It was salvation forever and healing now, restoration, the binding up of my whole heart. Jesus, I want to go on a journey with you. That journey to heal and to integrate my whole heart, my personality, my sexuality, my psychology, my biology, every ologies that there are Jesus I want to give them to you and say yeah whatever is in the way of me not going forward for your plan I give it to you now Jesus there's something coming to me now and I'll just say it. we'll pray through it Jesus I give you my trust is there places in my heart where I have to trust you where I have to give over to you. Jesus, I proclaim that there's no safer place for these things that are worrying me. They could be my family. They could be the things that I believe that I don't want to let go of. I proclaim that there's a safe place at your feet, Jesus. Have we let waves overwhelm us? And Jesus, where have, we, where have we taken our eye off our lighthouse? Where have we taken our eye off the simple gospel message that you died for us and we will be raised from the dead in you fully? So Jesus, where are you working in our life right now? I want to discern, Jesus, where exactly you're working on with me. Today's scripture on the Bible app, I don't know if everybody got it, but was search me, know me, and lead me deeper into a, a greater understanding of you, Jesus. I want to be searched. Lord, I also want to be healed. There's places that I could be scared of going to. But I just, there may be hesitancy. There may be a sense or a belief that, Jesus, this is too big for you. I rebuke that, Lord. You are big enough. 
your sacrifice, Jesus, was big enough for everything, for healing my full past. Nothing left uncovered, Jesus. Jesus, show me the places that I think are too dark for you to go to. Because nothing is to be left unturned by you. You don't want to just go into the murky places, Jesus. You want to heal those places, Jesus. And guys, I just hear Jesus say, give him permission. He knocks. And are you willing to give him permission? There are places in your heart that he he wants to deliver you from and integrate your full heart and set you free and give you scandalous freedom. Not just free, but scandalous freedom. Will you give him permission? Jesus, we may have uncovered things that we may, we may need to park for the moment, but Jesus, remind us that we are a church together, that, I, that if something has been uncovered today that I need to look into, that remind, Jesus wants us to be reminded that we're not alone. We're to be a church that love each other, that care for each other, that pray for each other, and that point us back, point the boat back to the lighthouse. Jesus, help all of us discern for ourselves and for each other and that we step out in full faith. Jesus, thank you for your scandalous offer of of grace, of beauty, of love. Holy Spirit, guard our hearts, lead us into a relationship, a full relationship with the Father and with Jesus. Guide us through those things that we may need to have parked today. We give you all the glory. Jesus, what a mighty king you are. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. We praise your name. We give you all the glory. And we say now that we want everything that's in our life that's not of you to be gone. I know that's a process, Jesus, and you're such a soft, gentle king that you won't give us too much that we cannot bear. Lead us, Jesus, this week. You are our shepherd. We want to hear your voice. In your gorgeous and beautiful name, amen. Guys, if anybody would like prayer, no problem.